Hello, good day to everyone. Welcome to Lessons and Legacies. This is episode 46. I am your host, Melissa Price, and we have our wonderful, my wonderful friend and co-host, Apostle Gideon Desmond, all the way from Nigeria, joining us again today, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern, Eastern Standard Time and uh, 4 p.m. for West Africa time, right? It's four, four o'clock by you no, today? No, <laughs> So today, thank you guys, everybody for joining in. Um, welcome back again. This is going to be our regular Wednesdays. We're gonna be doing a middle of the week. Uh, faith, faith, spirit, the, the word of God, you know, a faith check for the middle of your week, a boost of spirit and, and maybe a midweek revival, so to speak. So um, yeah. My name, I'll, I'll take a minute and introduce ourselves for anybody who might be new. Uh, my name is Melissa Price. I am 36 years old. I am a mother of two little girls and wife of one wonderful husband. Um, I am an author. I am an artist. I am uh, a podcaster. And above all things, I am a cheerleader for the soul and spirit. Uh, I am a big believer that there is a blessing in every lesson. I'm a big believer that even the sticky, hard situations that we go through in life are meant to build us, to grow us, and to bring us closer to God. So that's a little bit about me. Gideon, why don't you take a minute and tell everybody who you are, where you're from, what you do. Yeah, by God's grace, God bless you, viewers all over the world. We are happy to have you people in our midst once again this Wednesday. I'm your co-host, Apostle Gideon Desmond, the senior pastor and president of Spirit Feed Ministries International. I base in Nigeria. Once again, we are happy to have you on this live broadcast. I have my beloved sister. We pray that as you stay tuned and connected, that the Lord will bless you. Yes, yes. These are always amazing. I, this is our third time. Is this our third, third or fourth? I think this is our third time um, coming together and, and sharing the scripture and whatnot. And I'll tell you what, it does so much for me. Every time I get off these broadcasts with you, it's just, it really does take me through the rest of the week. I feel so full. I feel focused. I feel, and, and I feel like I can pour that out into other people. So it is always a blessing and honor and a privilege to be here next to you. Um, Thank you. So that before we get into what we're studying, I, because, you know, I like to be real like this. Uh, I have a, a couple real questions for you because we're getting to know each other through all this as well. Um, so I always wondered in my time at church, I've always I don't think I've ever had a pastor that I didn't like. But I do have one at my church that I am like super close with. I've had personal time out church out of, out of the church with, and he actually taught me how to read the Bible um, mm -hmm. at, at a, just five years ago kind of thing. Like I was an adult. It wasn't like a child thing. You know, I kind of said to you earlier when we were in the green room talking, it was like, it's such a big book. I don't know where to start, you know? And he kind of taught me, actually, I think I still have my notes in here from that. But he, he, we went out to a coffee shop and I was like, I don't know, it's hard to understand and I'm not sure and this and that. And he just went through these wonderful exercises with me that kind of gave me the tools that I needed to learn how to read this. But uh, so anyways, my question for you is, I, 
I always wondered as a pastor, like, do you, well, do you do, you, you don't do church and sermons and stuff every day of the week, do you? Call me again, you sir? Do you do church service every day of the week? Actually, it's not every day. We do have Wednesday programs and uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday service every morning. Mm -hmm. So it's only two times a week. Okay. That's how it is in my church too. They do Saturdays and Sundays. But I was curious. So as a pastor, what do you do during the rest of the week? When yeah, you're not actively preaching in church, like what does a day in the life of a senior pastor look like? I I didn't get to very well. Come again, let me hear your question. That's Apart true. from the ch church program, what else do I do after the, uh, my ministration? Is that your question? Yeah. It, when you're not preaching, what do you do? What does your work week look like? What do you do for, for the rest of the week when you're not doing service? Are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm hearing you. Okay, sorry. What do you do when you're not preaching your service on Sundays? What is your yeah, what, I, what, what I do normally is uh, after my two days in a week program, I take my time studying the scripture. You know, if I have other programs outside my church or ministry, I attend as a guest speaker. I preach, I make sure that I'm fulfilling the mandate that was given to me or that is given to me by God. Like I said, after my program, I don't mix my programs. And I swear, I do have other programs outside my own program. Uh, so so I, I'm preaching the gospel both on the streets, evangelism, and uh, attending crusade, attending revival meeting, attending conference as a guest preacher. So this is what I do outside my own days of programs. And I, I had to ask you that because uh, earlier when we were messaging, you said you were a very busy preacher. And I was like, well, I wonder what he does throughout the week. How many days of, of the week do you do church? You know, I didn't know if it was different in your country. Only, I mean, most of the churches over here only do it on Sunday. Some of the larger churches do Saturday and Sunday. So I was always curious, what does a pastor do Monday through Friday? You know? <laughs> uh, like, like in my ministry now, in my ministry, there is a program that God asks me to be doing every beginning of January. It's a three days camping program. It's like a mountain program where we we'll go to seek the face of the Lord, no water, no food. And there is another one that is coming that almost every month, three times a month, we will be going to the mountain to wait upon the Lord, praying for viewers all over the world, praying for us, me that are connected to us. And we are receiving testimony of what God is doing. So I, I am not an idol man. I keep myself committed to That's the right. vision and the mission given to me by God, making sure that souls is being rescued, making sure that souls is being blessed while hearing the word of the Lord. If you watch the ministry of Jesus, the Bible says he went about doing good. He went from city to city, went in Samaria, Judea, Galilee. The Bible says he was doing good. Do you get what I'm saying? So there was no time, there was no time, there was no time 
that Jesus rested. Although he rested, the Bible says in the book of Genesis that after God created the heavens and earth on the seventh day, he rested. He rested so, but, right. but, 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 but apart from there, God is not an idle man. God is not a lazy man. He kept committed to whatsoever he is doing and is a focused being. And that is what is expected of us, not just to pastors, but to every living creature. That's right. So you do the, um, so when you go up to the mountain, you do that how many times? Once a month or three times a month? Yeah, three times a month. We are just bargaining over that. We are planning over that three times a month. Wow. Just going there, making sure that, yeah, we are sold out for Christ. It's all about God. We are sold out. There is no no any other thing that I love doing, if not the work of God and of a truth. God is faithful. And so when you go up there, you do no food, no water, and you pray the whole time? Yeah, actually, at times we do it without food and without water. At times we start from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., no water, no food, until that 6 p.m., then you are permitted to drink water or eat. It's just all about fasting and prayer. We are not starving ourselves. We are not killing ourselves. It's just all about right. making, making a space for the Spirit of God to have charge full control over your mortal body. How many people do you go with? Yeah, as many that can follow. At times we have three persons, at times we have seven, we have ten. It depends, you know, it's not everybody that loves prayers. <laughs> do, you, do, you invite, do you invite the community to come? Do you invite your, like, the, your, your neighbors and friends and people from your church did like, I mean, regular people yeah. go, or is it just for pastors? Yeah, it is not, it, it, it's for everyone. It's not just for pastors. It's not just for members. It's for everyone. As long as you want to see God, as long as you want to hear God, as long as you want to wait upon your father, you are free to come. And if you cannot come, you can set in your prayer request and uh, you can like, there's something we are planning now to be doing live broadcast each time we are on the matting, making sure that our viewers that could not be able to reach out to us is also connected. I was going to ask that. I was going to ask that if that was permitted. I was like, I would love to see, uh, I mean, if if there's any, like if you end up doing a YouTube video or anything where you kind of show what's going on, I would love to see what that's all about. What that looks like. Actually, we're working about that. And uh, for anybody who is interested in learning more about Spirit-Filled Ministries International, um, you can, it is scrolling on the screen below, Um, you can find Spirit-Filled Ministries International both on Facebook and on YouTube. And there are video links there for you to kind of check out what what they're all about and what the mission is. Um, And if any part of you, after the broadcast, wants to get in touch with Apostle Gideon, um, you can reach him at spiritfilledministriesinternational at gmail.com. And that's also on the screen right now. Um, and I, yeah, I would really, really, really love to see that prayer time on the mountain. Um, I actually am a mountain girl. I'm a nature person all the way around. But the mountains are the one place I feel so connected to God. Like, I, it's so loud. You know, I just... I, I don't even feel human when I'm in the mountains. Like <laughs> it's just nothing but spirit, me and spirit and God. And it's, it's amazing. Um, I've never been to any kind of prayer on a mountain before. Um, I did do, actually, I lied. I did do a retreat, a women's retreat with my church uh, two years ago. And that was uh, 
I don't know if you know who Billy Graham is, um, but it was one of his locations. Um, and we stayed there and we did a weekend. All It was from sunup to sundown church and, and preaching. And we did have time to go and hike the mountain if we wanted to. And it was, uh, I think the first time I ever went hiking by myself, there was bears in this mountain too. They gave me a walkie talkie and everything. I was like, this is intense. But <laughs> um, I, I mm. love the mountains and I would love to experience something like that. The prayer, a prayer yeah, on he's, always, he's, he's always awesome and glorious in his presence. We do enjoy his presence. Like earlier this year, the mountain program we did was called Agent of His Influence. You know, we, we took a lot of whole time to know what it means to be an agent of his influence. A lot of people is working without them knowing their real identity in Christ. Uh, this is what, and this is why we are here to make sure that people know who they are in Christ, most especially in Christ. That's right. I think we get a lot more love for ourselves when we can identify in Christ and remember that we were perfectly and wonderfully made, made in His image. You know, although we're not perfect, you know, we will never be perfect as humans, but. God yeah. knows that. God knows that and he loves us the way we are, you know, and when we can realize that and accept that, we can love ourselves the way we should. And when we start loving ourselves, we love other people better. And when we love other people, we are doing God's work, you know. So that kind of brings me to today, we are going over spirit lessons in spirit part 2. And uh, you gave me a nice little bit of homework to do over this last week. Uh, <laughs> the last time we were on, last Wednesday, I, I came up with the topic of spirit because that's just really what I'm, I feel closest to and all about. And uh, then I, I kind of turned it over to Gideon and said, okay, now it's your turn. What do you want to do? You know. <laughs> And you thought it would be a good idea for us to stick with the spirit topic. And I'm really glad that you did because there's so much around it, so much positive stuff around it, too. Um, so you gave me, well, I don't even have them listed because I have them on my phone, but I do have them bookmarked. Um, I have to say, I have never read scripture as intensely as I did on Tuesday night. Or no, not mm. Tuesday night. It was... When was it? Saturday? It was this weekend sometime. I got into one of the things you wanted me to read was Acts 2. And I was like, well, I'm going to just start at the beginning because, you know, I want to I want to know what what is leading up to the beginning of Acts 2. So I started at the very beginning of Acts 1 and read through all the way to the end of Acts 2. And I had so many amazing things that popped out at me. Um it, it just, it was, I, I probably read the, these two pages eight, nine, ten times over and over and over. And every time I reread it, something new popped out at me. And that made me want to go read it again. It was pretty intense. Um, do you ever have that happen to you? I know you, you are very, very, very well versed in scripture, but do you still go into the Bible and find things new that pop out at you? <laughs> yeah, the word of God is not like other books. The word of God is spirit. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't get to, too used to it. It is new every morning. It is new. It is new. It is refreshing. It is very new. The more you read, the more you 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 go deep trying to get what you read. 
So it, it is something that you cannot say, I have studied. Something that you keep on doing time after time, time after time, because you can't finish it. One yeah. verse from the scripture can take you more than years, thousand years, just to finish it up. Well, that's, I mean, this is, and I, I understand that. And I, you know, I texted you this morning. I was like, I did not do as much studying as I wanted to on the other yeah. two that you gave me because I feel like I could still spend a whole mess of time just on X2. I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm like how, how is this? I've read it 10 times over and I'm like, I want to, I picked this up so many times. I took it in a bathtub with me last night and everything. I'm like, I'm going to read the judges. I'm going to read the judges. And then I, I was like, well, before I do, I want to read X2 again. And I went back to it and I'm like, gosh, this is insane. I just, I, I'm stuck. I'm stuck on X2. So this was all about um, Holy Spirit. And yeah. I, I guess to me, first of all, what blew my mind as I was reading this was how many times Holy Spirit was mentioned on those two pages. In Acts 1 and Acts 2, Holy Spirit is mentioned 11 times in total, four in the first act, seven in Act 2. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And my pastor always tells us, you know, when when Jesus is repeating himself or when something is repeated in scripture, like it's really important. you got to, like, go back and study that. So I guess that's why I kept rereading it over and over again. But, yeah, Holy Spirit was mentioned many, many, many times just in those two pages. Um, another thing that really stood out to me was all the different ways that the Holy Spirit was described. Um I, I just wrote down some notes and we can read from the scripture too. But uh, in, in Acts 1 and 2, uh, it says that Jesus commands his apostles through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit, he commands his apostles. That was interesting to me. Um, they refer to the Holy Spirit as the promise of the Father that he pours out on you. They refer to it as being the promise of the Father twice, and they, they reference the pouring out on two or three times as well. So I was like, okay, it's a promise. The Holy Spirit is a promise, and it's something that Jesus commands through, and it's something that he pours on us, that God pours on us. You know, um, when we are baptized, we receive the Holy Spirit. It's something we can receive, you know, as a gift. They mention the Holy Spirit as a gift. They, they label it as a gift. Um, another thing that I thought was awesome was the fact that when they talked about the Holy Spirit coming, uh, it says it brings wind, a, a, the sound of an enormous rush of wind from the heavens. And I tell you, since I was a kid, that, that part really spoke to me because I've always said I can hear whispers in the wind. I feel extremely spiritually charged anytime there's a big gust of wind. I don't hear voices, but it's spirit. I feel that spirit. So they said the big rush of wind, spirit brings that rush of wind and then fires resting upon them. Fires, the symbol of the fire over their head. And then they, they were able to speak in tongues, at, but understand, understand the tongues of the spirit. Yet they knew, they knew what was being said, even though they weren't even speaking their language, you know? Um, and, and then the Holy Spirit, they said, brings prophetic ability to all people, dreams and visions and prophecy. 
not just to people of the church, not just to men and women, but to children and, and poor people and all types of people. It brings prof prophecy. And at the very end, and what a solid way to tie up Acts 2, the Holy Spirit brings fellowship. Of all the people that were baptized, the 3,000 or so people that got to be added to the church, they all began breaking bread together, working together, praying together, living together in fellowship. The Holy Spirit brings fellowship. There was so much to unpack in Acts 2 and 1. I just, again, I'm like, I want to, it's, it's, it's like, you know, your favorite little story, twinkle, twinkle, little star or whatever. <laughs> it's one of those. I just, I can't, every time I go back, there's more and more and more. But I thought it was really cool how many faces that scripture gave to the Holy Spirit. Like if you weren't sure what the Holy Spirit was before, go read Acts 1 and 2 and you'll have a very clear picture of it. So I'll, I'll turn it over. I took my little section there. As, as the student who did her homework, I learned a lot through that, and I want to continue studying it even more. So what say you? What do you say about that, that the scripture of Acts 2? Yeah, and uh, you have done very well with the studies and so on and so forth. Like, uh, you see, like I told us last week, I told people that the Holy Spirit is much important. Yeah. It's very much important in the body of Christ. No church survives without the Holy Spirit. Nobody survives without the Spirit of God. That's right. If you if you read if you read at chapter one. Even Jesus, when he wanted to leave the earth, he said, go to Jerusalem, tarry there, wait for me there, until you have been empowered. Mm -hmm. There is something God said to me, God said to me many years ago, God said to me, you cannot talk about me. You cannot be a true faithful witness of, my, of I if the Holy Spirit has not yet come upon you. Right. We, we, we saw how Peter denied Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He denied Jesus Christ because then the Spirit has not yet been released. But immediately the Holy Ghost was being released. The Bible said they went forth. Now, now in Acts chapter 2, they were in one accord. They gathered themselves like what you say. The Spirit of God make us to fellowship together. The Spirit of God brings unity. It, yes. makes, it makes the body of Christ to be united that is what the Holy Ghost does. The Holy Spirit, if you are living in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, you must know what is called unity. The Spirit of God does not like it when the church is being divided. So they were in one accord, in one accord. When they gathered, the Bible said the Spirit came like a rushing mighty wind. Yes. Like a rushing mighty wind. Now, this is not like the one you might think of, the wind like you might think of. This is the wind of the spirit. And when it comes, it lifts up a man. It carries up the man. It stirs him up far from the flesh to the spirit. And now, the next thing you begin to do, the Bible said, and fire. The other coming, the other coming of the Holy Ghost, one of the signs of the coming of the spirit of God, is tongues. When you see the Bible says something that the house 
was full of, I mean, the, the, the Holy Ghost gave them utterance and they begin to speak in different tongues. The Holy Spirit was the one giving them the ability to do so. So them themselves, they don't know what they were saying, but they were speaking strange tongues. They were speaking unknown tongues. And one of the signs, again, of the coming of the Holy Spirit is fire. If you study that place very well, the Bible said the, 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 the Spirit came upon them. And the fire came upon each and everyone seated in the upper room. Do you get what I'm saying? So why, why I want us to go through this study of the Spirit the second time is for us to know the purpose We got a little froze there. I'll give it a second. I don't know if you can hear me or not. You're frozen on my side. If you can hear me, just refresh your browser and go out and come on back in. And when I get you back, we can continue. Um, right. So, yeah. So we are going over the spirit for the second time here. Part two. Um, so that we can understand the purpose, the purpose of the Holy Spirit, how we're connected, how we're united, how it links us and, and places us with God. Um, and we're starting right now in Acts 2. That was part of my homework assignment. I don't know if any of y'all can see, but I swear I did my homework. I don't know if you can see all the notes that I was taking this weekend. But, uh, yep, I got a lot, a lot out of my homework assignment from Apostle Gideon this weekend. So I am going to, while we're waiting for him to come back on, um, I'm going to start reading from this coming of the Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, I'm going to start reading a little bit from this. And then when he comes back on, he can wrap that up. And then uh, I know we're going to go into the book of Judges and learn about Apostle Gideon there. And also he gave me some scripture from the book of Kings. So uh, I, I personally have enjoyed Acts 1 and 2 repeatedly. I've read this too many times this week. And I know there's no such thing as too many times in the word. But um, so we're going to start with Acts 2. And this is the coming of the Holy Spirit. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. This is what we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes here. This I did my notes. <laughs> uh, there, came, uh, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, all of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound, the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished saying, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his or his own native language? I don't know if anybody watching has ever witnessed tongues before. I haven't. I'm going to ask Gideon when he pops back on. I would imagine he probably has. And what an experience that would be. 
Um, I've never heard it or witnessed it myself, but I can't imagine it to be anything other than a spirit-filled moment. Um, and then they go on to list all of the different um, types of people that were in, in all the different cultures that were up in the um, dwelling place. Um, and then it says, we hear them all telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others mocking said, they are filled with new wine. So I don't know, that's a question I have there. So, I don't know, I'm gonna have to ask this. Things, see, things just come up. This is another question. I didn't really think about it before. So those people who were mocking, so they were all together in one place. All these people were together in one place. And then it said that the Holy Spirit came upon everyone and that, that the flames, the fire, um, rested on each one of them. I wonder about these people who are mocking at the end that says they are filled with, with new wine. Did they not get the Holy Spirit on them? I'm just curious about that. What happened to those guys? Who are they? So now I have that question. I'm going to have to ask him when he comes back. Who are the mockers? And where is their spirit? This is how you study the Bible, y'all. If you didn't know, I just learned how to do this a couple years ago from my pastor. I have been going to private school since, I mean, well, first through eighth grade, I, I went to a Christian school and we did church twice a week. I had um, theology every day. Um, so I know the Bible, but like, not like that. I've, I've never, I've never really studied it like outside of school. So this is, yeah, this is one of the ways you do it. You read and then we have questions, you write them down and then you reread to make sure you understand the text and where it's coming from. All right, Gideon's back. Hey there, lost you for a second, but yeah. it's okay. Yeah, so sorry, so sorry. You're okay. So what I did, I'll catch you up. I went ahead and read um, The Coming of the Holy Spirit, just the, the first um, section of Acts 2. Um, and I had a question for you. Do you have your Bible with you? Yeah. So at the very, very end of that chapter, the coming of the Holy Spirit, um, it's okay. So it says in the, in the beginning that everybody was together in one place and the spirit came over all of them and that the fire rested upon each one of them. And it lists all the different people that were present and speaking in tongues. And then at the very end, it says, they're all, all were amazed and perplexed saying to one another, what does this mean? But others who were mocking said, they are filled with new wine. Those people who are mocking, what did they not get the Holy Spirit on them or what? Like they, they just seem that, why are there people mocking in this situation? Can you shed some light on that for me? Is it the people that was uh, hearing the prayers, the apostles were praying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you see, in, t in terms of the spirit, in terms of the spirit, like uh, is not everyone understand the flow of the spirit. Right. Is not everyone. 
we're, we're here trying to help people understand <laughs> a little bit. Like I said, uh, this homework that you gave me, gave me a lot of clarity. Um, and I was just, as you were coming back on telling people, like, I never really did study the Bible quite like this, but you know, when you're asking the Lord to speak to you and you go into the book and he does, it makes you want to do the homework. So you write your questions down and you, you make your notes and your scribbles and your, all that stuff in there. And then you, then you phone a friend and say, what does this mean? You know? <laughs> so, yes. Um, did you, did you, I, we, you got cut off before saying that um, your mission was to have people understand the purpose of the Holy Spirit. That's why we're doing this a second time. Did you have anything else to add on to that or anything to add about Acts? And then we can go on to the next one if you'd like. Yeah, yeah, like where I stopped, the Holy Spirit is much important. The Bible said they begin to pray in tongues as the Spirit give them all trance. They begin to pray in the Spirit of God. One of the things that I've witnessed as a child of God since I gave my life to Christ, you know, I start working with God, that is just something I know about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us strength. Yes. Yes. You see, when you, you, don't, you can't pray very well if you are not feed in the Spirit. You cannot flow very well in prayers if you are not baptized, you are not fed in the Holy Ghost. And that is why, G, that is why John the Baptist came and he said something. John the Baptist said something. He said, the one that will come after me, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. And that was the fulfillment of the prophecy of John the Baptist in the book of Acts chapter 2. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. So the, 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 the baptism of the Holy Ghost, being fed in the Holy Ghost is very important so that you can have strength to please God, so that you can have strength to do the will of God, so that you can have strength to do the desire of the Spirit, to do the desire of the will of God. Yeah. When we are weak, that is when we need Him the most. Because yeah. if, we don't, if we don't have Him, if we are weak, the devil will take advantage of it. You know, the devil takes advantage of our weakness, and that is why in our weakness, in His strength, make perfect. Right. In our weakness. So in our weakness, the Spirit of God makes perfect in strength. Like, for instance, uh, that, that, there's a time I will like, feel like praying. As I'm praying, I will just be praying carnally. You know, Father, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your this. Thank you for your that. I might be praying like that, like that, like that. The, the, how I will know that the Spirit of God has come is when my tongues is not divided, has not changed. I will begin to see myself praying the other way, begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And the moment I start doing that, I feel supernatural strength. I wanted to ask you that too. You were, you, this is when you had popped out. Uh, I personally have never witnessed tongues or, or anybody praying in tongues. I, I was, and I did say, I'm like, I'm sure Gideon has, but have you? Yeah, I have witnessed the, 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 the speaking of tongues. Like, that is why I want us to share this message so that the whole world will know that speaking of, there, there, are, there are some people that are condemned speaking of tongues. They say it's not of God, it's not of this. But Acts chapter 2 has made it clear that the Spirit gave them utterance. So, 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 so much more that people that, were, that was passing by begin to hear their language. And they were like, who taught these men our language? Why are they speaking our language? 
Peter didn't know what he was saying. Matthew didn't know what they, they, they don't know what they were saying, but all, the people outside understood what they were saying. So that is a mystery. Why? Because it was the Spirit of God at work. It was the Holy Ghost that was giving them the power to speak in tongues. Like for example, there was a time when I gave my life to Christ. The moment I gave my life to Christ, that was not the time I was baptizing the Holy Spirit. I begin to yield for the Spirit of God. I begin to cry out for the Spirit of God. I prayed and prayed and prayed. I have to pray. I was like asking God, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. Baptize me with your Spirit. Do you know what God did? Do you know how I received the Spirit of God? Do you know how I began to pray in the Holy Ghost? It was in my dream. Yes, you said that. I think you said that uh, last time. Or maybe it was just between you and I. But yeah, the, you said the, that. The, the power... But my sister, the power was so much that I began to pray inside of my dream. I prayed in tongues and I came out in person. I was still praying in tongues. That was when I knew that the hand of God, the Holy Ghost, has baptized and fed my soul. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah. so right from then, you, you, you just got to see the, 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 the whole church. There was revival in the church. A lot of kids begin to give their life to Christ. A lot of adults begin to give their life to Christ because this was the strength of the Spirit. He said, by strength, by, 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 by strength shall no man prevail. So you need the strength of God to prevail. You don't need your human strength to prevail. You need this. David could be able to kill Goliath because the Holy Spirit was upon him. Now, if you read your Bible very well, if you read the Bible very well, that art, that Oh, you might be freezing up again. I got you frozen again, Gideon. If you uh, if you can try to refresh and come back. Um, good morning, Brenda. Thank you for popping you, in again. Oh, there you, you are. You're so, back. So it was the it was the spirit of God that came upon David that enabled him to bring down Goliath. You know, at that point, at that point, one of the things that the Holy Ghost does, the Holy Ghost keeps the spirit of fear. That is the thing that keeps the body of Christ. They are living with fear. They are living with fear. And fear is a bondage. Fear is what Satan uses to destroy a lot of great men with great vision. So the Holy Ghost gives us boldness. Yes. Yes. I just feel the presence of God right now. It gives not that, like I told you last time. I told us last time that the Holy Spirit is not a thing; it's a person. He yes. sees, he hears, he breathes, he talks, and also he walks. Yes. So it, the, the Holy Ghost is a human being; it's not a thing. So He lives inside of us. Mm -hmm. Do you get my point? And, and, and until yes. the Holy Ghost, until we have received Him. We can't go far beyond our human capacity. Okay. Yeah. I got you freezing again. Until, until we have received him, we can't go beyond our human strength. So we need him. We need him in our daily walk with God. We need him in our devotion. We need him in our business. We need yes. We do. We need him. We need him in all round. We need him. Yeah. The difference between a man who is doing fine and a man who is not doing fine is the Holy Spirit. Mm. Amen. Amen to that. That Amen. is the difference. 
you see some children of God, they, they don't feel, they, they, they are too lazy to pray. They are too lazy to study, no appetite for study. That is because they have not yet received him, which is the Holy Spirit. So that is why God said we should come on this life broadcast and repeat it again why the why this again why the holy ghost is much needed and much important in the body of christ yes mm. think of what i'm saying i do I so do. so 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 when the holy spirit comes there are many missions of the holy spirit the holy spirit open our eyes to see who we are in christ jesus <laughs> the devil is alive the holy spirit open our eyes to see him until, <laughs> until the spirit of God has come, we remain blind. We cannot see without the strength of the Holy Spirit. We can't hear without the strength of the Holy Spirit. So we need him. The Bible said that day that the Holy Ghost came, at chapter 2, the day that the Holy Ghost came, they begin to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. In that same particular day, Peter, the apostle, was able to win more than 5,000 souls. Imagine that. All this while, Peter couldn't catch so. Peter couldn't win so until the coming of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit makes us do exploits. The Holy Spirit makes us to live an excellent and decent life. You can't be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You can't have the Holy Spirit and you are living an indecent life. No, 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 no. You can't live, you can't live in the Spirit and your conscience is not alive. Right. Right. No, you 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 cannot live in the spirit and you are still full of hatred. No, the Holy Ghost renew your mortal man, he renews your inner man. Oh my god, Amen. oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. One of the things that the Holy Ghost see, 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 see the Holy Spirit, like like for instance, when a priest in those days, when a priest wants to anoint someone, the priest doesn't anoint the person's leg, he doesn't anoint the person's hand. The priest anoints the person's head. Mm -hmm. The head is where the oil pours. Yeah. Do you know why? Be because 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 this head carries a lot. With this head, we yes. can see vision. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> with this, with this, with this head, we can see vision. With this head, we can think. So our brain is there. So so that the Holy Ghost comes to change our mentality of change reasoning. Mindset. I love that. I love my that. God, my God, my God. He comes. It comes upon us to change our way of reasoning. Our way, you know, you know, the Bible says something. The Bible says, as a man ticket in his heart, so is he. So you cannot use your own human energy, your own human strength, your own human mentality to please God. And that's why Apostle Paul said, we are made foolish for the sake of Christ. We are made foolish. So, 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 so you cannot be normal when the Holy Ghost is upon you. You can't be normal. You must be abnormal. You can't be, you can't be full of the Holy Spirit and you are working with carnal men. No. They, they can't work with you. Why? Because them themselves, they cannot understand the things of the Spirit. So, Caught a lot of souls, and from there he began to do wonders. He began to live a, a, a decent life. He began to do the miraculous. Uh, uh, hear me, hear me, hear me. One of the reasons again why the Holy Spirit is important in the body of Christ is that the Holy Spirit tear up our gifts. Yeah. It stirs. He stirs up our gifts. He brings out the best in us. Yeah. 
<laughs> even, when, even when people has given up on you, even when friends and well wishers have given up on you, the Holy Ghost came to prove them wrong. He right. comes to prove them wrong. He, 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 he can, it, it is only the Holy Spirit that can bring a man out from the bush to the palace. He can transform a man. He can transform a man. So we need him to do as well. That's what the Bible said in the book of Daniel. It said, them that know the Lord their God, they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Mm. Oh my katalabayagadabadabada. Even the even the wings understand the voice of the spirit. Even the animals understand yes. the voice of the spirit. Even yes. the bears they understand the voice of the spirit. And that is why any human being that doesn't understand the voice of the spirit is far from God. That's you right. must hear him. You must hear him. It is on that compulsory. It is a must thing that you will hear him. If you are not hearing him, you are not hearing God. Because God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they are one. They are not divided. So we cannot see God. We cannot see Jesus. We can see the Spirit living in us. Here on earth. We have him here. Right. So, so anybody that says the Holy Spirit is not real, anybody that says the Holy Ghost is not powerful, that person is belittling God. It's like telling God that it's not, it doesn't exist. Right. He said, he said, he said, Tari, at chapter one, Tari, wait. It is necessary to wait. It is very, very important to wait. Like when I gave my life to Christ, I was not in a hurry to preach. I didn't just jump and start preaching. When I gave my life to Christ, I was waiting upon the coming of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't go out to preach. I didn't go out to evangelize because by strength shall no man prevail. And that is why Jesus asked them to wait. Jesus didn't ask them to go out and preach. Jesus didn't ask them to go out and manifest. He only asked them to wait. That is why, that is because the Holy Spirit, why coming, he will come with boldness. And that is why the Bible said in the book of Acts chapter 13, the Bible said the Jewish leader couldn't resist Peter and John because these men have been with Jesus. You know, you know, you know. If you come to if you come to study the, the background of where Peter is coming from, you will come to discover that Peter was not much nenet. He was not a nenet man. He didn't go to he didn't go, he, didn't, he didn't go to high institution. He didn't go to as, as we do do these days. He didn't go to but when the Holy Ghost came upon him. Now one of the things that the Holy Spirit does in the life of a man, he distinguished the man. Mm. Distinguished him. Mm-hmm. He distinguishes the person. He brings the person out from the crowd. He oh. brings the person out from the crowd. Oh my God. I love him. Well, I love the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Holy, so it says that we all are bestowed spiritual gifts and talents. Is that brought to us by the Holy Spirit? That's a question. Is the Holy Spirit bring us our spiritual gifts and talents? The Holy Spirit, no, 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 no. The Holy Spirit doesn't bring your spiritual gifts. It, he, he only revives it. Revives it. Okay. I was curious. If you study your Bible very well, if you study your Bible very well, the Bible says the gift of God are without repentance. So, so anybody can prophesy, anybody can do healing, anybody can, anybody can do such a thing. That doesn't mean that it is the Holy Spirit that is giving them that gift. That gift was given to them by God even before they were born. So what the Holy Spirit does was to only revive it. The Holy Spirit revived the gift. I love it. So let me let me ask you this. Um, how can we call in the Holy Spirit? Uh, aside from the word, I know I know the word is like your 
that's the, the quickest way to any facet of God, God, the father, Jesus, the son, or the Holy spirit, your, your Bible will get you there. But uh, let's say maybe we don't happen to have a Bible on hand. What, what can we do to feed the spirit and, and call Holy spirit into us? Or maybe let's say we're going through a real tough time. Okay. Maybe we've lost some loved ones or we're really down on our luck and, and just bad stuff keeps happening. And we need the Holy spirit to revive us and give us that pick me up to, to help us keep walking for Christ. And you're, and you're just, ugh, you don't have it on you, but you need it. What, what would you recommend to people? to our friends, our brothers and sisters who are watching that could be in any of those situations. How can we call Holy Spirit into our lives to help revive us so that we can continue working and walking and talking for Christ? Okay. Okay. Now, for me, as for me, I don't know any other way of calling the Holy Spirit, if not through the word of God and through prayers, like I say. Prayer. Okay. Like if you watch, if you watch Jesus very well, thank you, Jesus. Hello, supper. If you watch Jesus very well, Jesus could operate in the supernatural. Mm -hmm. Anytime he prays, you will see angel, uh, you will see Elijah, you will see Moses, they will be coming to him, even while he was praying. That was because he knows how to call him through prayers. Mm -hmm. Is it, is it that, there is no other way that we can call God if not through prayers. I keep telling people that the easiest way to call God is through prayers. Prayers like GSM. It's like phone. It's just like the GSM you are holding, the phone you are holding in your hands. Mm -hmm. You just got to, you just die his number, put it and call him. Most, that is what the Bible said in the book of. He said, he said, if only my people will humble themselves and pray. That's right. If only they will humble themselves and pray. So the only way you can do that is through prayers. Let if Jesus was teaching about prayer in the book of Matthew. Jesus was teaching about prayer, Matthew. He said, while you are praying, go inside your room. Yes. Lock up the door. Go on your knees. Your father that is in heaven is also there with you. He sees you. That's your father he's talking about is the Holy Spirit. Because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they are one. Remember, I said they are one. They are not, they, they, they are, they are not the first. So he's talking about the Holy Spirit there. You go in, establish. The best place to establish a relationship with the Holy Spirit is with your knees in the place of prayer. All right. All right. Arrogant, yes. arrogant man, a full, a full arrogant man does not know how to pray. And that's what the devil fights. The devil fights our prayer lives. If you read the story of Oh, help me, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you read the if you read the book of Daniel, if you read the book of Daniel, if you watch all through the story and the history of Daniel, God was with him. Do you know why? Why? Daniel prayed three times a day. Mm. He prayed three times a day. Now, now, the enemies tried to stop him. Remember. They went to the king and said to the king, let us raise a law that no other person, no, nobody will bow to any other God except you. Right. So the king now saw it and the king said, wow, this is pleasant. This is okay. This is nice. This is good. Pass the law. They passed the law. They did that because of, they wanted to affect the prayer life of Daniel. And that is what devil fights. Devil fights the prayers of mm -hmm. every believers. Okay. He fights the life of 
every believer through prayer. He doesn't want you to pray because prayer draws you more and more close to God. There's power. Power in the prayers. There's power in it. Prayer. It trusts you when you go to God. You go with humility. You begin. You just see yourself crying. Say, Father, thank you. Father, I know I can't do it without you. It is all about you, Jesus. I need you. With that, you are communicating and you are establishing and you are renewing your relationship with Him. That's right. You are just telling Father, I need you. Father, I need you. Come, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes. come, Jesus. Right. Oh, come, Abba, Father. That's, That's it. That's coming in. It doesn't have to be a scripted prayer. Like, you know, we we all know our, our, our father and that's, you know, we've been instructed. That's that's a good way to pray. This is the words. This is a structure for how you should pray. Holy Spirit, you know, you you just you talk. Your prayer is talking. You you ask for that Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, revive me, renew me, open my eyes, open my heart, my heart, you know, make the way. Um, that's it. That's it. It doesn't have to be a scripted prayer. It's you, a peaceful place on your knees and, that's right. and putting your request from your heart out. That's what I want to say. That's what I want to say. That's what I want to say. Anyone that prays more in the secret manifest in the public. Oh, really? I like that. I like that. I'm not, listen, I'm not, I'm not one. We, 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 we draw our strengths in the secrets. That's what yeah. the Bible said. That's what the Bible said in the book of Psalm 91. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So the secret place is where our altar of prayer is. It is the place that we communicate with divinity. So you don't spend, oh my God, uh, if your secret prayer life or your altar in the place of prayers is void, it is not active, you will keep on begging to survive in the public. That's right. Well, I, I have a question for you then on that one. Okay. Um, okay. okay. So, yes, I know, I know we all have our secret. I, I mean, maybe not everybody does, but um, I mean, I pray. I pray before bed. I pray with my kids. I pray while I'm driving in the car sometimes or cooking, whatever. I just pray wherever I happen to be um, <laughs> when, when I feel like I need to. But, you know, uh, they have church like Jesus wants us to come together and worship together and pray together. And there's power in the numbers of prayers. And when we are as together as a body, I know the church is not a building. We are the church and God wants us to come together and pray together. So maybe if you're not sure how to get to that secret place inside of you, or maybe you're not comfortable, I mean, there might be people who are out there who are more comfortable praying in a group of people is do you think that there is a difference there I mean, as long as you're praying does it or or is it the most powerful prayers do come when you're solo which one do you say uh i i, I love is whatever i'm preaching and whatever i'm talking i do use my father that is our father jesus christ you see that is something i i came to discover about jesus see where i pick my lifestyle is from jesus christ I take my time daily to study about the ministry of Jesus Christ. And I advise the viewers all over the world watching us right now. If you want to be successful, if you want to do fine, copy the lifestyle of Jesus. Because, yes. I, because, because, because he is the best role model that anyone can have. 
He is the best mentor, best father that anyone can have. Like if you watch now, like your question, your question, you say something. Praying with group of people is not bad. Uh But if I want to advise each and every child of God, it is better you learn on how to develop personal relationship with God. Right. Right. Personal. Like if it was the ministry, if it was the ministry of Jesus Christ, Jesus have 12 disciples. But the Bible says something. The Bible says why he will go to pray. He will take James, John, and Peter. Three persons. And why he will take these three persons going to the mountain to pray. He will still leave them. And still pray alone. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He would go off on his own, and they. He did, and then they like, like, like what? 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 They what I said. What, Jesus and everything. That's yeah, not cool. Yeah, <laughs> what? What I said. What I said. It is much important. Is because hear me. I'm not just talking to you, beloved sister. We're not just talking to ourselves. I believe we are talking to the viewers all over the world. I don't believe they are getting place. Now, yeah. now, why, why I say it is important to develop personal relationship with God in the place of prayer is because. Man, faith, the strength of people, faith. Yeah. yeah. There, there, there will be a time you will be in the mood to pray, and you like, like, let me run to my brother, or let me run to my um, at that time. They might, they might not be in the mood. You right. are in the mood, and then they are not in the mood. And, and you will just get distracted if you're not careful. You will just get distracted, you will just get suppressed, and from there, you will see yourself backsliding. And that is why I said, I think personal relationship with God is more powerful. I've not said that, like Bible say, iron sharpness iron. But it is much better you learn on how to go on your knees, lock your door, develop a personal relationship with God. It will help you a lot. Because if you do that, pray with, if, you, if, if your secret prayer life is more solid, going to the public to pray will not be an issue. Pray with the group will not be an issue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what I, I like that you said, too, it, it should be a personal relationship is because God, God did not create any of us the same. We are all unique. We are all yeah. we all have different lives. We all have different needs. We all have different spirits, like, you know, with, with our spiritual gifts and talents. We all have the Holy Spirit, but we are all different. So our relationship with God has to be according to each individual heart. You know, so, yeah, I think that you're I, I, I'm seeing what you're saying there. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. Develop that personal relationship with God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus first. Um, and, and be sure you really, no. really, really stand with it before you go out and do the extra. You know, you know let, let us let us clear ourselves more on this. Let's do because Psalm 91. Let us clear ourselves more. OK. You said Psalm what? 91, that's one only. Oh, yeah. I like Psalm 91. I like all the Psalms, really. Uh, 100. All right. My refuge and my fortress. Did you want me to read it? Yeah. Let us see what it says there. Just only one, verse one. It says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow it's okay. of the okay. It's okay. Come again. Just, just come again a little. He that dwells mm-hmm. is, a, is a singular something. Right. Is, a, is an individual tax. 
he that dwells. He didn't say them that dwell. He didn't say many that dwell. He that dwells. Right. At chapter 2, that place, the Bible said, I think they were all in one accord. Now, after that meeting, they were all scattered. And they went out in twos. You get that? They went out in twos? They went out in twos. Why? And, I, 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 and, and if you watch very well, like the ministry of Paul, like the ministry of Paul the Apostle, the resistance I love Apostle Paul's ministry, Apostle Paul's ministry was an excellent ministry because he didn't depend on anybody. He didn't depend on anyone. He depends on he depends on the strength of the spirit. Mm. And that is why that is why that is why he could cover almost all the New Testament. Mm. He rely and he depend on the energy and the strength of the spirit. Mm -hmm. We can't do it. We can't do it alone. You know. We can't do we it. Can't do that. No. And, and, and if you see, if you see, like for instance, my personal life, uh, almost almost praying every day. Almost praying. Praying, almost praying every day. Praying every day. Praying. I, I'm not doing it because I want to show myself. I'm doing it because that is a command. Yeah. That is a lifestyle. That is the only way I can communicate with my father. That is the only way. So when I see that my strength is going down, that is when I run to my brother. That is when I run to my sister. I change my hand. And that is why last week I said, I said, mind and be careful of the kind of people you follow. I said that. Mm -hmm. yep. Mind the kind of people you follow because what you follow follows you. If you follow someone who is not strong in the spirit, you yourself at a point, you won't get strong in the spirit. You will get dizzy. You will get fed up. Yeah. That's so, been a repeat message. Surround that, yourself that, with people who are believers. That came out a few times this week with friends of mine were saying that on their shows and whatnot as well. Surround yourself with believers. Surround yourself with that that you want to attract and bring into your life. You want Holy Spirit in your world? You better have you some Holy Spirit believers around. Very important. Surround you know? yourself with people that pray. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, do we have any question, any question from the viewers? Uh, don't have any questions, but we did have a handful of people that popped in and were watching saying, hey, and good morning. Renee Sanders is in the house and she is uh, she is a pre uh, preacher and a singer at church as well. Uh, so thank you. She's got a gorgeous voice, man. This one you hear Dr. Renee Sanders singing and she will she'll bring the Holy Spirit right through you. <laughs> and Yvette saying good morning and hello and Brenda. Yes, thank you guys so much for joining in. I don't have any questions from anybody. I think everybody was soaking it up and taking it in. We did get a lot of likes and hearts and loves and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, and again, it's 10 in the morning here too. We might get some That's more right. popping right. in and doing the questions during the, um, the replay. 
people will put their comments and questions in there and either you or I could, could answer them after the feed. So um, before we head out to pray, uh, well, pray and wrap this up, we'll say a blessing over our viewers and our, our each other. And uh, I'm looking forward to next week already, whatever it's going to be, whatever we're going to talk about. We have to pray for guidance on that. Um, but yeah, this has been spirit part two, lessons in spirit part two. I learned a massive amount. Just like I said, I just in the two pages, the one scripture that you gave me to read, I just couldn't get away from. And I'm probably going to be stuck in it for a while. I'm not even kidding. I will be reading it over and over and over again. But uh, yeah, this lessons That's in right. spirit has been beautiful. And we both pray that this has touched your guys' hearts, that this has given you the faith and the hope and the love that you deserve and you have within you and all around you. Um, Spirit-Filled Ministries International in Nigeria, okay? That is my friend Gideon Desmond's ministry. You can find that on Facebook and on YouTube. Again, it's right on the screen below. And I will put all the links in, in the comments. So uh, all you have to do is click and go. You can also find it on YouTube. And um, yeah, if you want to get in touch with Gideon, you can, where did my little things go here? You can email him at spiritfilledministriesinternational at gmail.com. And uh, as always, I got to say thank you so much for being here. This is just always such a blessed part of my week. Um, I enjoyed praying with you before. I enjoyed all of this. And again, I hope our viewers did as well. And if you don't mind, if you don't have any, if you want any last words you might have, and then let's say a prayer. Yeah, God is faithful. Yes. Like I said, we can't do without the Holy Spirit. We can't do without the Holy Spirit. We are complete in Him when the Holy Spirit is in us. Mm. We are complete. We are totally complete in Him when the Holy Spirit is existing in us. I enjoy Him and I love Him because Me He's too. all that matters. He's all that we need. He's all that we need. We need Him yesterday. We need him today. We need him tomorrow. We can't do without him because in him we move. In him we have our being. The Holy Spirit, like I earlier said, gives us strength. Even while we are weak, we cry out about Father. He responds to us. Be patient with these little glitches here. He won't cry. So... Be patient with us, guys. We are doing this for miles and miles apart. These little glitches usually only take a second. Are you there? You're freezing up slightly. Can you hear me? Yeah. Right. So if you don't okay. have the Holy Spirit, I and my sister will be I and my sister will be interceding for you, praying at this point, at this level. Mm -hmm. God will see you through. By God's grace, next week we'll be preaching on the same topic again, spirit. We need him. All right. We need him until, until, until God said, let's change topic. We'll keep on speaking about the Holy Spirit because these are the days of the Holy Spirit. These are the days that the church can win. The church can win if the Holy Spirit is involved. Because the Holy Spirit is the strength of the church. The Holy Spirit is the strength of every believer. So Amen. if you don't have him, just stay tuned. Stay connected. 
Keep on following us. As we speak, there's something the Bible said in the book of Acts chapter 10, when God sent Peter to the house of Cornelius, the Bible said Peter should go and preach for Cornelius. Why he went there to preach? As he was doing that, the Spirit of God fell upon them. They began to speak in tongues and they were baptized. So as you are listening to us, as you are paying attention to this broadcast, following us, as we are speaking, the Holy Ghost, it is possible for the Holy Ghost to pay you visit in your bedroom, to pay you visit in your parlor, to pay you visit in your working place, to pay you visit in your school, any place you are watching us. The Spirit of God can pay you visit as you are connecting to this live broadcast every Wednesday. God bless you as you stay tuned. Yes, yes. And if you guys want the homework that I got this past week that really flipped everything around for me, please, please read Acts 1 and 2. Read that one and tell me you don't understand the Holy Spirit after that. That's what I've been in all week. And I thought I, it still blows my mind, only two pages, and I'm saturating myself with it and still finding new stuff every single time I look at it. So I challenge you, <laughs> if you need some Holy Spirit up in your world, read Acts 1 and 2 and say a prayer. He will come. He will come. And Brenda, Brenda says a beautiful show, giving us flowers for our show. Said it was a beautiful, beautiful show. She joined us last week as well. Thank you again, Brenda. We appreciate you. So would you mind closing us out in prayer? Let's do a prayer for our viewers. Yeah. And uh, we'll be Holy ready Spirit, to. Yeah. Holy Spirit, we commit our viewers all over the world. You say you sent forth your word, and your word healed all sickness, all diseases. Father, we pray right now, as many that are hearing us, watching us on this live broadcast, move towards their direction. Touch them. As many that are sick, heal them. As many that are in need of you, reveal yourself to them. Feed their hearts, feed their soul. Feed them with your spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, behold my sister, behold her family. Bless her. Lift her up. As me, they are going to replay this broadcast. Immediately tune in. Give them the ear to hear you. And give them the eyes to see you. Revive up your spirit, man. That at the end, your name alone shall be glorified. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, oh, we do have, we have a prayer request, actually, that just came through. Uh, Yvette, Yvette needs prayers for her daughter. Her daughter just got diagnosed with the coronavirus. So maybe let's say a prayer um, for Yvette and her daughter. And maybe let's, let's extend that to anybody who's, who's dealing with the coronavirus as well. Um, a father in the name of Jesus. Father, as many that are watching us right now, we use this woman as a point of contact whose daughter contacted coronavirus. Yes. Jehovah, you say healing is children's bread. Father, right now, wherever her daughter is, move forth. Heal her. Heal her daughter. Heal her daughter. In the name of Jesus, Jesus. I speak forth. Dalitaku. Me be healed in Jesus' mighty name. We pray, amen. Amen. Jesus. God bless you. Your amen. daughter is healed, amen. Amen. 
Mm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling there's there is there is definitely Holy Spirit working today and every day. But yeah. I'm feeling it. Yvette oh, says sure. thank you so much. She said thank you so much for that. Of course, of course, it is a privilege and a, and a, a an honor to pray always, always. I got a nice long list we go through with the kids every night. And we pray by name, and it's it's always an honor. Never be afraid to ask for prayers. By the way, that's always an open forum on our shows. If anybody has prayer needs, prayer requests, questions, comments, anything like that, questions with the scripture, anything, please pop it in the comments. We're here for you. We're here for you guys, you know. So um, we will be back. This is our regular deal. I don't know if we need to come up with like a new name for like our little segment or something. Um, but this is Wednesdays, every Wednesday, um, like I said, 10 a.m. on our side, Eastern Standard Time, and 4 p.m. West Africa Time. Every Wednesday, you're going to get your uh, your fix of scripture, prayer, questions, and uh, just love, love from us. It's our mission to preach the word, light people up, bring people to God to glorify him, and uh, yeah, that's that. So... Uh, thank you for joining us all on Lessons and Legacies. Please don't forget to look up Spirit Filled Ministries International on YouTube and on Facebook and reach out to Gideon. If you want, you can always give him a message. Look him up on Facebook, Gideon Desmond. His name's on the screen. Um, or you can email him at spiritfilledministries at gmail.com. So we will see you guys next Wednesday. I will be back tomorrow as I have a very special episode. Um, I have my cousin that's coming on. It's going to be her first time on the show. We're going to be doing a lot of healing actually during that show, working, working some of the yuck out of us and talking about resilience. So we love you guys and hope you have a blessed rest of the day. Don't forget there is a blessing in every single lesson. It doesn't matter what valley you're going through. That's when we're actually the closest to God, you know? So we love you, friends. Have a blessed rest of the day. And uh, don't forget to call on that Holy Spirit. We'll see you guys tomorrow. That's right. Bye. Bye.